Grant Lefebvre, and I'm joined by Jameson Galloway. We are back, baby, after like two weeks because of Thanksgiving and everything, uh, the holidays, uh, lots of stuff coming up. We have a lot of wrestling to catch up on. Survivor Series happened, and we haven't even talked about it, Jameson. I know. It has been seems like it's been a while. It was a good Thanksgiving, but uh, hey, Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that is the one and only important thing to happen at Survivor Series. We'll talk about some other stuff too, but let's just get the elephant out of the room right now. I've been waiting beat to him talk in about 85 this 85 seconds for a while. This is uh yeah, just an absolute squash match. Oh yeah. Goldberg, I wish I would have been smart enough to predict it in the last uh podcast we have, but nobody expected this. Goldberg comes out, two spears, a jackhammer, and the match is over. I mean, Brock Lesnar has been unbeatable for what, the last 3-4 years. Nobody can touch him. And Goldberg comes out and destroys him. I, I loved it as a Goldberg fan. Nothing better, man. Now you texted me the night of Survivor Series, yeah. and you said, "Grant, I'm not going to be able to watch it live, so don't spoil anything for exactly. me." Exactly. And I said, "Okay, Jameis, I won't spoil anything for you, expecting you know the Lesnar, you know, to beat him, of course, go over." But and then that happened. It was so hard for me not to just tell you because I was like, "He probably loved this." <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you didn't because I would have been devastated because watching that in, in the moment with having no idea what was going to happen. It it makes you uh, it's the best part about being a wrestling fan when you actually get surprised, which seems not to happen too often anymore. But man, that was a shock. That was um, pretty incredible. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and personally, a lot of people have complained about it. Yep. Got online and say this ruins Lesnar's credibility. This doesn't put Goldberg where he needs to be. You know, yada yada yada. For one, if you actually watched the entirety of Survivor Series, congratulations. Um, and second of all. This was the one and only important thing to happen on that entire show. So by the time it happened, I popped for it when I realized it was the finish. I said, you know what? Let's go the to one extreme. Let's go to what made Goldberg over in the first place and then just replicate it here and set them up for a big money match down the line. It honestly, it, it came out of nowhere, but it, it like a Zack Ryder winning the IC title kind of way. Like, I actually enjoyed it because, you know what, not that those two things have anything in common besides just the surprise, right. but I actually, uh, I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would have. If you had told me this was going to happen beforehand, like if I had had it spoiled, I might have been more cynical, but just in the moment, it felt like a great call. So It really did, and it made uh, this Survivor's Paper, Survivor Series pay-per-view memorable. We'll remember this forever. And I will say, I thought the um, this traditional Survivor Series match between Team Raw and Team SmackDown for the males was an awesome match. I loved it. I thought it was one of the, the better traditional Survivor Series matches that I've seen. So I, I thought all the way around the Survivor Series pay-per-view was awesome. I I enjoyed the men's match. Um, one of my, f- my The best match of the night, in my opinion, was the Miz and Zayn. Uh, even though the finish was a, a screw job, uh, that was the best wrestled one. Uh, the Raw Men's Championship would be great if there weren't guys who were champions getting eliminated, you know, in half of the t- you know halfway through before the bell rang. Uh, I'm Survivor Series was a pay per view without any consequences. Like it was entertaining, but at the same time, I was sort of bored by a lot of it because I know that it's not going to matter. Like if a champion gets pinned on here, it's not really going to like Nia Jax tapped out which seemed like the least in-character thing she's ever done. Um, yeah, I, I just, like, the entire thing kind of just went, I, I went numb watching it. Just okay. from, like, I know this isn't going to matter in two weeks right. until this one big thing happened and it changed the direction that everybody is going to go. Uh, so. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, nobody expected that. I will say the the, the men's match, I mean, it, it made, it put Braun Strowman above everybody else of just an absolute monster which he uh, deserves to be. And then 
the spot that Shane McMahon took with the um, the spear from Roman Reigns. Oh my goodness! Something went wrong there, and I, I'm he actually got pretty hurt from what I hear. But man, give it up for Shane McMahon. That's just that I, I, that was one of the best parts of the match to me, even though it was kind of a botch. But wow, that was uh, also from for a guy like him taking that bump is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I love, that's why everybody loves Shane O'Mac is because no matter, you know, what you think about his acting, his promos, his role in the company, he is willing to put it on the line. Yep. And uh, he is willing to be that middle ground Goldilocks McMahon character who's just right in the middle and will, uh, he's like, he's, you know, he's, he's, he seems sincere, but he's also willing to get into the action. I kind of felt that they should have taken him out after the table bump because he was blown up. Yeah. You know, he was tired and he was not ready for that spot that, that was going to happen, but, uh. I mean, you know, props to him. Uh, I'm really sorry for Roman Reigns' head. I honestly thought Roman, <laughs> Wayne, Roman Reigns was hurt first because the way he just landed looked like the sickest DDT I've ever seen, but that wasn't what it was. No. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was nuts. And there was some good work in the men's match, too. I don't want to just, you know, dismiss all of it, but I just wish that there had been more going on, you know, storyline-wise. Yeah, so. and I mean, I guess with, with traditional Survivor Series matches, what they've been doing for a long time, I guess it's hard to really advance a whole lot of storylines. They did it somewhat, but this was just a good traditional match I enjoyed. Yeah, and it was a perfect use of Ellsworth yeah. holding uh, Strowman's yes. leg. That was which, another great part of the match. Yeah, and that was great because I've, I've been really sort of nitpicky about Ellsworth, especially you're going to hear recently you know, as we get more into SmackDown, but I really thought that was a great use for him because you know we only know who he is because of Braun Strowman, so then he turns around and eliminates him. Yeah, that's awesome. So that, and then gets tossed into a bunch of pizza boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's just the, the writing crew with uh, a big, uh, big step there. They were... They were showing that they remember what goes on in, in WWE. Yeah, that's that's our joke, is that there's <laughs> no memory of that. Yeah. But you know what? I'll give him props for that, because yeah. that was pretty good. And, uh, yeah, there's honestly not too much. I was disappointed with the Brian Kendrick-Kalisto match. I felt bad because no one in the building cared, even though it was good work. Mm-hmm. But I felt especially bad because Baron Corbin showed up to ignite a rivalry that everybody forgot was going on, and he... You know, it's not his fault, but it's like, you know, you cost SmackDown the, the cruiserweight division. And I thought, especially with 205 Live, which just debuted last night as of this recording, and you're obviously going to move the guys to SmackDown, right? You know, because they are interested in building characters and creating storylines, and also they might be a better fit there because they haven't really been connecting on Raw. It's like, nope, we're not doing any of that. I take that as either Vince or... I mean, everybody expected it. No matter who you talk to, well, obviously this show's going to be airing after SmackDown, so of course the cruiserweights are going to SmackDown. And I think it's just Vince saying, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure everybody here uh, doesn't get what they want, and <laughs> we're gonna keep them on Raw. You're usually the guy telling me to back off of those things. Well, but you, you, I mean, what are what are their what's the explanation? You know, yeah. obviously they should be on SmackDown, but. Uh, hey, we're going to make sure that uh, the, the universe knows they're not running the show and I'm running the show. Oh, my so. goodness. I hope that's not what happened, but I'm afraid that it did. <laughs> Is there any other reason they're on Raw, though, still? I guess it's a longer show? It's it's a longer show in the worst ways, but it's I, I really don't understand the decision that was made. And I, like... I mean, with all this setup, too, like, you could say, like, oh, yeah, it's just a title match between the two of them. Like, the Cruiserweight title could go to SmackDown, but they had that stipulation the entire Cruiserweight division is moving to SmackDown. And then Kalisto is a guy who's really talented and people want to see succeed, even though the booking doesn't help him. Um, and then you just, you don't pay it off. And you, you pay it off in the worst way with Baron Corbin coming back and reigniting this rivalry that was 
just terrible. I just repeated exactly what I said five minutes ago, but it's okay. You feel strongly about it. Yeah, it's it's upsetting, and uh, I'm glad that 205 Live actually got off to a pretty good start. Um, How was that show? It was good. Now was a good time as ever. There's not too much to talk about there. The uh, opening two matches were all right, pretty basic. But Brian Kendrick versus the Brian Kendrick versus Rich Swan was a great match. It was Kendrick's best match since joining the company, rejoining the company. And it was a great use of storytelling because Swan is a really good character because he comes from, you know, a very, you know, in his real personal life, very troubled past. But, you know, he sings and dances and tries to make the most of it. But he's also a really good wrestler. Mm -hmm. So they paid that story off. And then uh, Kendrick complained a bunch and didn't want to give him credit after he lost. And Austin Aries was on commentary and he overshadowed both Ronaldo and Graves. Shockingly, I didn't expect that. But he's really hilarious and he should be full time on commentary, at least until his face gets fixed because Nakamura kicked him in the head so hard he needs surgery. Wow. So Breaking down the 205 live commentary. I like it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, great uh, great commentary team. That's like the dream team over there. But, I mean, it was not a bad show. Uh, that match was especially good, and I'm, a, I'm glad that they're doing something else. If they're not going to move them to SmackDown, then give them their own short show after SmackDown. I'm more okay with it than I, th- than I thought it was going to be. So, uh, good. Yeah. yeah that's... Uh, you know I'm a main roster guy, so once they move that show, it's going to be hard for me to to stay tuned in. And I know you're going to hate me, but I didn't watch the the NXT pay per view there on Saturday night. I, I like, I, yeah, I'm not going to get in your case about that because okay. there's a lot of wrestling going on. But if you are going to watch one match this year, this isn't just to Jamison, this is to everybody. If you are going to watch one WWE match this year, watch the Revival versus DIY two out of three falls. It is the best tag team match I think I've ever seen. I don't. I can't think of anything that comes close. At least in my lifetime, when I've been a wrestling fan, um, it's so good. It's months of storytelling paid off in the greatest possible way. It's the ultimate. This is this team of really, really good, expertly, uh, you know, choreographed heels who are really have excellent timing, and then versus these baby faces who are the hardest working, most fired up guys who are also very, very vulnerable. And we've had months to watch them develop as characters. So even if you don't watch NXT and don't follow that, the match itself is just a masterpiece. It's a great storytelling, but also just the the tag team choreography, the moves they do, the timing, the the character work, and the ending too, which I won't spoil for Jameson and anyone else who hasn't okay. seen it. Thank you. Really, really good. It's just everything you could want from a tag team wrestling match. I'm going to have to check it out, and I appreciate that. My, my biggest pet peeve is spoilers. So it's if, if I'm watching a match and I've already seen something on the internet, who's going to win? Not a fan of that. Yeah, I, I do my best to protect you from yeah, those. We've established you. this yes. on the show. So, all right. So, um, I think that'll about cover Survivor Series. Uh, we're just going to take a quick break here, uh, and we will be back shortly. Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus. Welcome back to Ringmasters Podcast. Uh, We are going to get into Raw and SmackDown. Um, now, as obviously because of the holiday, we weren't able to catch Raw and SmackDown on the show. Um, not too much happened, but we have a pretty good trend starting up. Raw and SmackDown have been steadily improving over the past few weeks. Jameson, I know you really liked Raw this week, and I enjoyed it more than I've enjoyed Raw in, it feels like, months. Yeah, Raw was really, really good. It was a great show. I, I thought it had a lot of different uh, aspects to the show. 
and it's good. We're finally there was a there was a stretch there that Raw wasn't very good, but um, it's been pretty good, solid. I think the last three weeks or so. Yeah, it's definitely improving too. Uh, Kevin Owens is great. He put on a great main event last week with Seth Rollins, uh, just killing one another. And that story continues of the uh, deteriorating friendship between Chris Jericho and his best friend Kevin Owens. Um, that was a really great plot thread that they did throughout the night because Rollins and Reigns are now sort of friends. They're not, you know, as close as they were when they were in the Shield, but they're now helping one another. And as Owens distances himself from Jericho because he's paranoid about losing his championship, they're both getting attacked by him individually. Right. So I, even though the champion got pinned this week, I actually wasn't even that upset about it because they're actually trying to do something with it. It's not just, oh, the champion gets pinned because right. that's the way it is. It actually meant something. Yeah. And I didn't think I'd hear you say that on the podcast. Usually, <laughs> I didn't think I would either. It, but. I usually that's usually my pet peeve because they've done it so often lately. If yeah. it, it you know it's like any wrestling trope can be good if you just do it sparingly. But you know run in distraction finishes, distraction roll ups, people getting distracted by other people's music, uh, comp, backstage comedy segments, um, things like things like that. The champion getting pinned like they can all turn into pet peeves if they're done excessively. But in the right dose, they can be very very effective. So I was really. Uh, Shocked at that I wasn't upset with that at all, but it was actually turned out pretty good. <laughs> it did, and then that led into a pretty awesome uh, segment with Chris Jericho and Seth Rollins out oh, in the yeah. parking lot, which another thing we haven't really seen in a while. And and Chris Jericho ends up getting pedigreed on top of a car by Seth Rollins. That was a cool segment. I liked I liked everything about it. Yeah, that was great, and uh, yeah, like. That was a lot of fun. Um, Rollins' pedigree is looking slightly better. Yep. He usually does the worst version of it, but it's it's getting better. I know he can't exactly hold their hands because they got to protect themselves. And uh, he did tear his knee out of, not that long ago. That's true. So, so it's got to be Seth Rollins being safe is a good thing. It's got to be a little frightening <laughs> putting all that weight on a knee that you just uh, blew out. So I'll give him a little bit of you know leeway there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, there's actually another uh, segment that I thought. I was not going to like, but I ended up enjoying it a bunch. It was Sheamus and Cesaro getting into a bar fight. Weird segment. Though. It was strange. And there was there were a ton of cameos uh, from independent wrestlers, you know, who, of course, were the other patrons and things in this. But uh, they ended up beating up everybody and then celebrated over a beer. <laughs> so I, I was fine with this. This is a lot of fun. It's probably the closest that Sheamus and Cesaro has came to actually being friends. Yeah. Interesting. It only, yeah, it only took losing endless title opportunities to do it. This reminded me of when, you know, uh, JBL and, and those guys were back in the bar days and they would get the into APA. bar fights. Yeah, APA, yeah. yeah. They would get into bar fights all the time. That's I haven't seen anything like that since then that I can remember. But These yeah. guys being the new IPA. It, <laughs> APA. APA. Yeah. IPA. Good. I, IPA, because they're bigger and stronger. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, these guys being the new APA would actually be a lot of fun. Because I can't think of two harder-hitting yeah. dudes on the entire roster, so that would be a lot of fun. Um, there was a great segment between Sami Zayn and Mick Foley um, that made me hate Mick Foley and love Sami Zayn even more. <laughs> Imagine that. Because I always call Commissioner Foley out for doing Commissioner Foley things, but he, Sami Zayn, actually got in his face and told him, "Let me make the mistake of going up against Strowman myself." And Mick responded by screaming at him so hard that his teeth fell out. Yep. Yeah, his fake teeth fell out. And it seems like Mick Foley can't get through an episode without, like, screaming at oh, somebody. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing that for a while. But, yeah, Zane stood up for himself, and that's good to see from him. He needs something like that in his character. Seems a little, to me, 
Zane seems a little blah at times, but he's starting to get a little more, a little more feisty these days, which is good for him. Yeah, and uh, and I'm happy to see them doing things with Sami Zayn again, and to make the fact that he won the big rivalry ending quote unquote fight with Kevin Owens at Battleground, and they did nothing with him. So now he's, you know, he'll take an opportunity against Strowman if he has to. You know what I mean? He's willing to claw his way up and just being stubborn and willing to do whatever it takes is surprisingly a lot for a wrestling character sometimes that's all you need yep. and that's the basis for him is that he's a nice guy but he doesn't give up so uh, if they just keep this story up with a little bit less McFoley screaming uh, that's going to be a lot of fun and I don't think that uh, he will beat Braun Strowman Braun Strowman absolutely annihilated him in the first uh, I don't even call it a match but yeah, you attacked fir- him before the bell and everything. In, in the first meeting, but I'd be pretty shocked if, if Zayn came out on top of that feud. Yeah, I would also be shocked. And Zayn is a guy who can... That was his thing in NXT, was to lose big matches, but still be a good wrestler, and then finally pulled off at some point down the line. You, you want to see him win so bad. It's like uh, a slightly less meta version of Daniel Bryan. Like, slightly less, like, yeah. every the yes without the yes chance and everything else. It's just this underdog who you want to see win, which is what wrestling should be about. So if they can just keep that going and have Braun Strowman keep killing him because nobody sells a beating better than Sami Zayn. He did sell it. Because he looked like he had permanent brain damage after that. Yeah. But, <laughs> man, man, that's good stuff. So uh, I am pleasantly surprised. And let's see what else. We- oh, yeah, my favorite uh, part of the week, as always, is the Rusev segment. Not really, but <laughs> Rusev in this segment was great because Enzo is a tool who uh, and Rusev is a heel for standing up for his wife. <laughs> Uh, after last week's segment, he was walking naked backstage because weird segment. Cass locked him out of the shower. Yeah, which is weird because everything that happened after that is Cass's fault, in a weird way. But he's not going to get called out to apologize for it. No. But anyway, this one, uh, Rusev just did not care and just kicked him straight in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, it was a low blow. I was entertained. That was that was a. <laughs> I, I didn't expect it, but when it happened, I was like, "Yep, that's that was the right thing to do." If if. If your wife was uh, in that position, you'd be pretty mad at the dude as well. So, And then he came out, and it wasn't just like a one-time thing. He came out and talked trash yeah. after that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He, he made it hurt. He made it sting for Rusev. So, uh, yeah, he had a little emphasis behind that kick. Yeah, and you all know how psychotically over-aggressive and overprotective Rusev is. Yeah. So that's the one guy whose wife you just don't. No, don't mess with a Yeah, and don't, yeah. So L- Lucky guy, though. Lucky guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're doing great. They're on Total Divas now. Yeah, which is uh, the third episode is airing tonight. I will probably catch that. Um, hopefully, it's uh, a it's a, a decent guil- show. It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, man. yeah, it's, it's a decent show. I feel bad after watching wrong. it sometimes for enjoying it, but I'm with you there. But uh, you know, everybody's got those shows that they're not bad, but people would think they're not any good. So Total Divas is that show. Yeah, and Lana doesn't have her accent. No, which, which is, is also the weird. most off-putting thing ever. <laughs> I know. So that's my main concern when I saw Lana was on that show: is how is she going to talk and She's got a little accent, but nowhere near the Lana that we see on uh, Monday Night Raw. Oh. She uh, busted Natalia's windshield with a shot put. Is that is that? Do you call it a shot put when it's a ball? You know what I mean? Like the the act of sh- the verb of shot putting, but is it a shot put that you throw? That is a good question, and I was not a shot putter when I was <laughs> in in high school track, but um, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I couldn't uh, jump high or run fast in high school. Okay. Nor can I now, so I, I have no idea. We're going to have to get like an expert shot putter on here next week, and he'll break it down for us, <laughs> or she. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get Braun Strowman on here. I'm sure yeah. he can throw a mean shot put. But anyway, what are we talking about wrestling? All right. New so, day one again. Yeah, dude, don't even <laughs> get me started. 
Okay, this okay, this is upsetting. This is about as upsetting as it gets, because the New Day is just going to hang on to their titles because they're breaking Demolition's record, and nothing can happen until they break Demolition's record. Right. So they beat the club for the 16th time. So you don't think they lose it the, the day before or the, the week before? As much as I'd love that to happen, I've just talked about that endlessly, how the revival comes up breaks one or all six of their legs and then takes their titles off of them one day before, but I know that's not the way things work. But then again, uh, Goldberg did beat Lesnar in that's 85 right. seconds, so I, I don't know anymore. Now but it just puts us wrestling fans as we don't know what's going to happen anymore. Yeah. So, and, and this is one of those situations where I hope that the day after they break the record, somebody takes the titles from them because they need yes. to change it up. Because the New Day is just coming out and doing their catchphrases now. How many? I mean, there's nothing been, else to it. We've been seeing that for almost two years now. Yeah, and usually they do like you know they'll riff on the crowd or they'll do like a skit or a sketch. But now they just come out with their merchandise and hawk their merchandise and just try to sell you cereal and just do their catchphrases and their hip swiveling and there's and then wrestle like okay to bad matches. Yeah, I'm I'm almost surprised that the the crowd hasn't turned on them yet. Like it, there's a little bit, especially when the end of these this match and then last week's match. But not as much as I expect. I, I'm. If they hold it any more longer than after that record, there's going to be some some grumblings in the fans, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, part of me wonders if, because they cheated this week and they cheated last week, is this an attempt to turn the New Day heel, or is this just to show people that they're desperate? Either way, I don't know because the commentary team didn't tell me. That's a good observation. They are they are acting like heels when they're in the ring, really. But they always have. They always have. But um, this is, uh, I'd be shocked if they keep it any longer than that. I'd, I actually... I, I wouldn't be shocked if they somehow lost it the, the week before. <laughs> that would be the greatest, but I think I'd have to be a nihilist to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, how existentially pointless this whole thing was if they do. Right. But I can see you're beginning to fall in love with the idea. Yeah, so. yeah I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate them turning heel. It's sort of like Ambrose right now, and we'll get more into that when we talk about SmackDown, but people are ready to boo him. Mm-hmm. And you can hear it. And they love AJ Styles. Oh, so. yeah. And uh, and then, oh, yeah, we, we got one more thing to talk about, and then we'll get into SmackDown. One yes. more very, very important thing. Match of the night. Uh, best women's match I've seen in a while, and we've been spoiled with a lot of good women's matches lately. Sasha Banks defeated Charlotte in her hometown. Yes. With a handrail-assisted Banks statement that looked awesome. It did. And I, I think... Grant, I deserve a little bit of credit here. Did I not tell you when we started this podcast that Charlotte is going to continue to win the belt and lose the belt, win the belt, lose the belt, because they're going to rack up her title reign to get up to her father's 15, and this is what they're doing. They don't have to do that in three months, though. No, like but they, what was <laughs> I? I did call this. You, Yeah, you I did. did call you, this. you called this, uh, unfortunately. Um, no offense, but it. I wish you were wrong about that. Uh, and I don't know if you are, but... They need to have Sasha keep it, not just for the record thing, but to make her seem like a credible champion. Right. This is her third reign now in a short amount of time. Yeah, and this was, I don't know, this is almost my favorite main roster Sasha Banks match, but I say that after every Sasha Banks match. So, I don't know. This one was just really good. This is probably the match they would have had at Hell in a Cell if they didn't have the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Um, So, it was really brutal. It was a no-DQ match. Um, there's a lot of great stuff going on. Uh, Charlotte needs to stop jumping onto Sasha from high places because Sasha does not want to catch her. Uh, and I completely understand. Yeah, Charlotte's twice the size of her, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Sasha taking these terrible bumps, and she's tiny. Yeah. And uh, just 
just makes you worried sometimes. But this one didn't have as much uh, catch your breath in your throat in a bad way sort of spots. It was really just well fought uh, to opponents who obviously know each other very well. And uh, Ric Flair came out and celebrated with Sasha, which I thought was great. That is great. She she dedicated the match to him before the match, so it made sense. But there was a lot of good spots in this match. The the moonsault the moonsault off the announce table, pretty awesome. And then the ending, like you said, the 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 bank statement from the the guardrail or whatever you call it in the stands there, and Sasha just falls in the lap of some lucky fan in the aisle way there. Lucky dude. But yeah, <laughs> that was a pretty awesome ending to that match as well. And uh, I'm always a fan of Sasha holding the belt. She's uh, definitely one of my favorites to watch, especially on Raw. Definitely. Yeah, and if, and if she loses it at Roadblock, which is, I believe, their next pay-per-view, they've already done a Roadblock this year, Jameson. Do you not remember this? In, well, this is end of the line. In, dude, don't even. In, like, February. You can't tell me you've already run out of names. Bring, like... Unforgiven. Yeah, Unforgiven. I, I almost said No Mercy before you said that, before no realizing yeah, that they just one. did that. No way out. Judgment Day. Yeah. Something. Yeah, they'd name it whatever they want these Starcade, no. Yeah, Starcade, <laughs> WCW. <laughs> yeah, really do some throwback. But anyway, um, yeah, so I hope that Sasha gets a somewhat lengthy title reign and they uh, do the next major program going into the Rumble and WrestleMania. But we'll obviously see how it goes. And I'm, even though the booking might be – you and I might disagree on the booking, the matches are always good. They are. I never get sick of watching these two wrestle. Nope. So I, I really can't complain too much. Uh, phenomenal work from both ladies. So, Couldn't agree more. Yeah, And let's talk about SmackDown. Okay. SmackDown was also pretty good. This is definitely an improvement over previous weeks. I'm glad we don't have to talk about last week's episode, which was Dean Ambrose like delivering pizza and dressing as the Mountie and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, we'll leave that for, for the, the, un, the unlistened to episode of this podcast. Yeah, the, the lost episode. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> the, dark, the, the dark episode. Yes. The dark match. So, uh, speaking of... Uh, Ambrose getting his comeuppance. One of my favorite parts of this week was uh, AJ Styles almost killing James Ellsworth with a Styles clash off the steps. Yeah, that looked violent. Yeah, it was great. And then beating up Ambrose, and then Ambrose coming back to fight him at the very end of the show. Um, I really enjoyed this. And yeah. the problem is I'm starting to identify with AJ because he says, you know, nobody takes me seriously, and Ambrose is just messing around all the time, and Ellsworth doesn't deserve anything. He's right in all those things as a heel, but he's just a jerk about it. So yeah. him coming out here and just immediately raising the stakes for everybody and getting back the feisty, fiery, insane Dean Ambrose back to come brawl with him was good. That was good. And I, you made a good statement earlier about, I mean, AJ's more over with with, with everyone than Dean Ambrose is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we need to see more of a violent Dean Ambrose or a more lunatic Dean Ambrose that we don't usually see. And I will say... I love the work that James Ellsworth is doing. I think he's great. I think he, he's, he's good in the world that they have him in. Oh, yeah. He, I think he's great for the show. The crowd loves it. He just brings a different aspect to the show that we're not used to, and he takes a beating, but, man, I think he, he does it well. Yeah, I think he does it well, too. I'd like to see less of him after we saw, like, three main events almost in a row. See, I don't mind it. Just Ellsworth. But, you know, like I'd like to see main events like the one we got last night, too. Um, so I enjoy him. Uh, I think they just need to make sure that they keep him in the right place. Not like hold him back or anything, because yeah. I'm sure he's a good wrestler, even though we haven't seen him wrestle too much. He usually just gets beat up, which he's great at. But, yeah, i definitely like to see more of him going forward, but in a slightly uh, in a different role than just Ambrose's buddy. Right. So, well, he is going to get a championship match. So That's true. They've got that coming, that's coming up. up. And he has beaten AJ Styles three times. Yeah. So. 
He's got he's got a lot of things going for him. And right about now. the loosest interpretation of beating AJ Styles <laughs> as you could possibly fathom. That is but, true. That is true. Yeah, but Styles is doing great work and he's over and Ambrose should turn heel, but I don't know if they're gonna do it. So we'll well, that'd we, be cool. I would I'd be in favor of that. Right. Aren't you just ready for it yeah. as a fan? Yeah. Like you're like, okay, the 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 push that he got in around February, March when Roman Reigns had to get reconstructive surgery, so Ambrose stuck around and feuded with Triple H, and everybody thought, this is the feud we should go to WrestleMania with because this feels fresh and cool. And then they just didn't do it. And then he won the title later on. That was exciting, you know, beat his Shield brethren when they finally were able to do the triple threat that they've been trying to do for two years. Uh, And that was exciting, but since then, he hasn't really... His ring work hasn't been great. It's been pretty good. It's been picking up recently, but I think people are just ready to boo him because he's been sort of stagnant the whole time. Well, they have a perfect way to turn him heel, and it's right in front of his eyes. He just has to turn on James Ellsworth. And we oh, could, yeah, beat we up could James Ellsworth. The, we could see this soon. I mean, that's a perfect way to turn heel. Yeah. Turn on James Ellsworth, and there you go. We have yeah. Ambrose as a heel. Yeah, dirty deeds to James Ellsworth, yep. and everybody boos him out of every building forever. We could see that. Yeah. We could see that soon. It's great. So it's, uh, you know, I like James Ellsworth, but I sort of want to see him get beat up for this to work. So uh, we will stay tuned for that. Uh, hopefully that'll happen. There's some good wrestling on SmackDown this week. Yeah, I really enjoyed almost everything on the show. Uh, you know, and you might get upset with me for this, but I am enjoying Randy Orton as part of the Wyatt family. I don't mind it. No, I don't mind it at all. It is interesting to me that they're the number one contenders for the tag team championships on SmackDown. They were the two last men standing for the men's Survivor Series yep, match. they were. They, they didn't really bring that up as much as they should have, but it makes sense in that context. I didn't see it coming, though. I didn't, I didn't that's, see that's a, true. a tag team run coming when Randy Orton decided to join the Wyatt family. But, hey, if that's where they're going, I, I'm, they're going to make it work because Randy and Bray and even Luke Harper are pretty good with whatever they're doing. So. And Randy needed something after Brock Lesnar almost killed him. Yes. Uh, Bray needed something uh, now that all the members of the Wyatt family are either on Raw or injured or they're getting dumped on like Luke Harper, uh, who I love. Kane gets another W this yeah, week. That's good. I that's I, I already knew. I, I watched that, and I was like, Jameson probably loved this. I did. Any and Kane victory is it. happy with me. He's a monster, dude. I, <laughs> I know he's a monster, but he's also 50. Like <laughs> Luke Harper is so good at, at almost everything you can be as a wrestler, but they just don't want to really do anything with him. I, I didn't mind the match even. It was just, you know, I think Harper should have won, you know, to make his growing rivalry with Randy Orton seem more impactful too. Because there's clearly a divide starting there based yes. off of the promos that we've seen. So, but no, really good tag team match against American Alpha. American Alpha is one of my favorite tag teams, probably my second favorite behind Revival uh, right now. And then there was a uh, distraction, but it was, uh, we got an interesting matchup coming uh, for the next pay per view, which is this weekend. Yeah. Which totally caught me off guard for some reason. I don't it, know why. They just continue to sneak up on us. It's, yeah. uh, it seems like every other week there's, there's a pay per view. So, yeah, I mean, you know, right after Survivor Series, uh, I actually look forward to just something small. Survivor Series had way too much going on, but also nothing going on, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, not a, like you said, not a, not a lot of implications, but um, I, th- I still thought it's a very good pay-per-view, one of the better Survivor Series I've seen in a while. So. Yeah, yeah, it just it sort of lacked that extra oomph of something changing and something happening. But, no, I, I didn't mind a lot of the work on it. It's just I'm glad that the following pay-per-view is just sort of this, it's going to be a shorter show with these stars who we feel like we really know and we understand why everybody's 
wants to win championships and matches instead of you know I want to represent my band my brand because uh because right. Stephanie told me to or, or you know whatever yeah. I mean they've been I mean it's just they're they're trying to go back to more traditional I've heard of, I've heard rumors of a king of the ring uh coming back I think they're just trying to get back to what that that's what Survivor Series used to be I mean that was just all traditional match uh you know a team match like that and didn't really have a whole lot of implications I think that's just what they were trying to get back to yeah, yeah, and they did one really cool thing. And okay, can we talk about how I know I might have missed the boat on this because this is technically raw, but how garbage it is that Sami Zayn got punished for losing, and nobody else on Raw who lost got punished. <laughs> like Brian Kendrick got saved by an unrelated feud. Uh, the men, all five of them, lost, and all five of them kept their jobs. In fact, one of them got to beat up Sami Zayn, <laughs> like a reward for not, you know, for getting right. counted out thanks to James Ellsworth. And you know, all the women, you know. They, they technically won, but they turned on one another immediately. Unprofessional conduct. Like, if we want to start establishing, you know, discipline, which would be insane, right. I can't imagine a show like that. This, <laughs> this show is like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where these are all terrible people, but you're just interested to see what happens next. Right. And what sort of shenanigans they're going to get so into. So you were pretty upset with, with Zayn having to face the punishment of Strowman. I loved it from, I loved it in the sense that it puts Zayn and Strowman in a place where they both should be. But logically, like, he only lost because Maurice rang the bell. Mm-hmm. He had the match. Like, he's the guy who you should punish the least because he had no control over what, it, what happened there. It's a good point. I can't but, argue with you there. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, Sammy. And, and that's just another dig at Foley, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing it. So, <laughs> All right. So, anyway, uh, what happened on this show? We had another tag team match before that, which was really good. It was Ziggler and Kalisto versus Baron Corbin and The Miz. And the actual rivals in this match, Corbin and Kalisto, and then Miz and Ziggler, barely touched one another. And I like that. They mostly worked matchups we hadn't seen as much. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. Keep it for the pay-per-view. Nothing wrong with that. Definitely. We had a contract signing that ended with uh, Becky taking a swing at Bliss, and then Bliss putting her through a table, uh, which was pretty exciting. That, looked, that was a sick-looking bump. Yeah. Um, Carmella cut a promo that was actually pretty good. Um, it was ranting about John Cena, uh, beating up Nikki Bella with a chair. Um, Nikki gave her a bump on her head. Yeah, she wasn't happy about. Um, I like. I'll tell you what. I love what um, kind of the underdogs in these two feuds are doing. I love what Alexa Bliss is doing. She gets better every week. And I've said it on here before. I like. I like Carmella. I know there's a lot of people out there that don't, and they don't like what she's doing, but. I, I think Carmella is doing a fine job, and she continues to get better as well as Alexa Bliss does. Yeah, I've always liked Alexa Bliss, and I like Carmella now, I think, more than ever, even in NXT. Uh, she's doing really, really good, and so it's good to see these people who a lot of people were worried about. They weren't ready yet, and they are acclimating to these roles very, very well. So, All right, so speaking of, you want to get into predictions? Yeah, let's get into some predictions here. All right, Jameson, start us off. We have the... WWE TLC pay-per-view coming up this Sunday already. They just they keep coming, these pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. We'll start with the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. We have Heath Slater and Rhino, the current champions, facing Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. What are your thoughts? My initial thought was Slater and Rhino are going to retain because it seemed like Orton and Bray Wyatt were a thrown-together tag team. But now I'm not so sure. Now I think there's more story going on with Orton and Wyatt and Harper and, and everybody connected to that so I think I'm predicting a title change because there's really not a lot for Rhino and Slater to do now that they've overcome all the obstacles and 
won the championships and you're just waiting for somebody to take it off of them and these uh and Wyatt and Orton work surprisingly well together so uh, I predict a title change okay I I'm gonna be with you there I don't think they'd put Bray and Randy together in a tag team run for them to lose to to Slater and Rhino so I don't know what they're gonna do with Slater and Rhino after they lose the belts but I'm going with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton here as well yes. so that's that's one agreement We'll go to the, the chairs match, Kalisto versus Baron Corbin. Man, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> that was my first reaction. They're having a chairs match. They're having the most boring TLC match. The two characters we know the least about, not counting all the great work that Kalisto's done and the stuff that Baron Corbin has done in NXT and all that jazz, but I don't really know, man. I sort of just want this to be a good match, and that's all I really want. I don't really care as much about the finish, but we've tried to push Kalisto before, and we've screwed it up, but we haven't really tried to push Baron Corbin yet, and we haven't screwed that up. So let's go with Baron Corbin and uh, make him look dominant. I'm with you again. I got Baron Corbin because I like Baron Corbin. So that's that's where I'm going with that one. Kalisto's probably going to win because we both picked Baron Corbin. But <laughs> I'm going to go with Corbin on this one. I hope he gets a push somehow. You know, somehow you're still going to be right, and I'm going to be wrong, yep, exactly. even though we picked the same thing. <laughs> Uh, you are good at predicting these, man. Yeah. I, I, do, I am not, well, thank not you. my wheelhouse. But well, maybe this is your, your pay-per-view. This maybe is where it turns around. Turn around but yeah. you're, the key is to pick what I'm not picking. So. That's true, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Intercontinental Championship. The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler ladder match. What do you got? This could be really good. First of all, this could be really good. Um, I'm shockingly not sick of these people uh, wrestling each other. No. Because they've been wrestling for months. And if you would have told us that three months ago we probably would have said you're crazy but man they just put on great match after great match yeah and the Miz is finally becoming I think who he always should have been all along he finally all the pieces are coming into place and I feel like he'd make as much as I don't want to see Ziggler lose all the time continuously and as pointless as it was to give it to Miz just so we could cheat to keep it at Survivor Series I am predicting a Miz victory because there's more to do with him in terms of Daniel Bryan and SmackDown and contracts and everything. So I think he's the better champion at this point. I want to disagree with you, but I think that he beat Zayn at Survivor Series. I don't think they're going to have him come to TLC two weeks later and lose it to, to Ziggler. I, I, I just I don't see that making too much sense. I think somehow Maurice gets involved like she always does, and The Miz prevails and beats Dolph Ziggler once again. So Hopefully with the help of the Spirit Squad. Yeah, that could, yeah. That's Kenny, also they'll they'll probably get involved as well. You're right. Kenny, Mikey, Maurice. I love how he has an entire crew with them. It's great. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll move on to the no disqualification match. Nikki Bella versus Carmella. I'll say here, I got Carmella. I've you already I've talked. I've got I've talked her up already. I got my girl Carmella going over on Nikki Bella on this one. Yeah. Now I was about to say Carmella as well, but now I'm not so sure. Um, I don't really know what the plan for Carmella is if she wins. Is she going to be in the title scene next? Is she? Do they think she's ready for that? Um, who else is there to feud with? Who else is there to go over? And I really don't know. So I almost want to say they're going to give it to Nikki Bella um, just to keep her looking strong so that she could potentially become a contender going into WrestleMania. Okay. So I am predicting Nikki Bella. And I would not be surprised if we continue this feud, if they just can keep it going. I don't think either of these girls really go in a different direction than facing each other for a while. So we'll see. All right, there's our first disagreement. All right. We're going to stay with the women. 
And we have the women's championship match, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. This is a tables match. Mm -hmm. Who you got? Man, I want to say Becky Lynch. Um, As much as I love Alexa Bliss and the work she's been doing, I think that Becky Lynch needs to keep this title until at least the Royal Rumble. Um, Not just for it to matter and everything, but I think she's the best champion they have on the show right now. She's the best of the of these six or seven women. Uh I think she's the best one on the show right now. All right. I got uh I think this is gonna be the upset of the night for the pay per view. I have Alexa Bliss. Wow. Beating beating Becky Lynch and and winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. I think she's she's been doing very good work on the mic, very good work in the ring. And the 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 tables match allows a stipulation where Becky Lynch doesn't have to get pinned to lose the belt. So I'm going with I'm going with Alexa Bliss on this one. That's true. All right, we don't have very much time left, but let's get the one last prediction. Yep. On the table here, we've D- got AJ Styles versus James. No, I'm kidding. Versus <laughs> Dean Ambrose. <laughs> AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, a TLC match. Yes. This one's gonna be fun. I'm excited to watch this. Yeah. I and almost want to say Ellsworth just to see Ellsworth <laughs> get put through every table in the arena. But anyway, who you got? I'm gonna go with AJ Styles. I think he retains and uh, he keeps that belt and. I think we see Undertaker AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, definitely. I uh, I hope AJ Styles beats Dean Ambrose so bad he turns heel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there, you, there you have it. All right, so that is the show for this week. Thank you for catching up with us. It's been a great time. I am Grant LaFave, as always, with Jamison Galloway. And stay sharp out there, Marks. Oh, no.